And here he is, the legend, the colorful superstar, Billy Graham. As your superstar, Billy Graham, is on the airwaves. The superstar is on the superstation. I'm on the cable system. I'm on the satellite system. I'm on the laser beam system. I'm on the microwave system. Superstar being beamed all around the world. I'm the man with the biggest arm. I'm the man who does the most harm. Now, most people take their Chevrolet or their LTD into the shop to get their front end of line and their wheels balanced. The superstar's arms are so big, the pythons, I gotta take my arms in and get my arms balanced, you understand? Speed balance. Now, let me lay something on Nature Boy Slicky Ricky Flair. Sooner or later, Slick Rick is going to have to deal with superstar Billy Graham. And the question is, that's it. The question is, how you going to deal with the man of steel? What you going to do with you know who? And how you going to act when you get superstar attacked? Now you see, now you see, the world championship belt I need that belt, baby. It's a heavy belt. It's got gold on it. It's got silver on it. It's got platinum. It's got calcium, magnesium, and zinc. It's got uranium and titanium. It's got cobalt and asphalt. Superstar Billy, your fault, his fault, St. Andrea's fault. Superstar Billy Graham got to have the world championship belt. The 24-inch pythons of the superstar will prevail. And there he is, fans, the legend, superstar Billy Graham, joining us here today on World Championship Wrestling for David Bryan.
G'day humans, what's good boy? Chris Funny here with Fruity's Alex for another edition of The Wrap. Um, as far as sad news to uh, kick things off this week, mate? Yeah, horrible news. I actually found out during Dynamite, during the Chris Jericho-Roderick Strong match, um, Excalibur announced that superstar Billy Graham had passed away. And uh, he's one of those guys that... He, whose influence in wrestling is kind of understated, but he's like your your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. That's the yeah. best way to describe it. Like, with the, the way superstar Billy Graham talked, you might not have had a Dusty Rhodes. The, the way superstar Billy Graham looked, you might not have had a Hulk Hogan. The way superstar Billy Graham died his goatee, you might not have had a Scott Steiner. No Steiner, Matt. That is unacceptable. Exactly. Like, his The way superstar with his uh, little, uh, I guess, catchphrases in his promos... Was it the top of the power? Something like that. I was watching one today. You wouldn't have the likes of Macho Man. The man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched an, I watched a promo today. It was from when he was in the NWA for a bit. And it was uh, putting Ric Flair on notice that it was going to come for the title. He's like, I see that belt, daddy. I see that belt, and it looks heavy, and you don't have the arms to support that gold. I got the arms right here. You see these pythons, baby? And, yeah, it's like, it's gold. It's titanium. It's magnesium. It's potassium, that title. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, like, fucking hilarious, but, like, really good, too. Just riveting shit. Um... Do you have a he, favorite uh, promo or match of a uh, superstar? I had that um that match with Dusty because I had a Dusty Rhodes DVD that the WWE did in the mid two thousands, and there was that match with Dusty. I think it was a bull rope match at M- at MSG. Amazing for the WWF title, the WWF title, I think. And, yeah, uh, it was during that feud that Cody Rhodes constantly talks about where his dad won the title, but he was disqualified because of over-the-top rope. Yes. Uh, Yeah, like the the original Dusty finish, by the way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like literally the first time that they did the infamous Dusty finish. Um, Yeah, like... That, that feud with Dusty, it was, it had been like, oh, it'd be like fucking Goldberg coming over in the late 90s to challenge bloody Stone Cold. That's what it was. It was the top two guys from the two biggest promotions going at it. <laughs> Superstar and Dusty. Yeah. Be like, yeah, be like Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns feuding today. Um, yeah, it was, 
it's weird that in that situation, Kenny Omega's Dusty Rhodes, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. Point, like one superstar Billy Graham promo because they're all unique and they've every single promo I've ever heard the dude do. It was incredible. It, and when you watch his promos, even if you've never seen a single thing of him before, you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, oh, wow, that's where this famous really, this really famous wrestler got that from. That's where this famous re- wrestler got that from. This is where that really famous wrestler got that from. Like I said, he's your favorite superstar's favorite superstar. That's Billy Graham. Yeah, that sounds about right. And the first, like, bodybuilder wrestler, too. Like, the first, like, super, super bodybuilder physique with the the -the over-the-top tan and the bleach blonde hair. Like, that was... He was the prototype of all of that. Wow. Like, before that, it was like... Before that, it was like the old school strongman style, like like built shoulder, built chest, built arms, and a bit of a beer belly. That's what it was before Billy Graham. There wasn't six packs in wrestling before Billy Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been been a bit of a, a tough week for for the Aussie wrestling fans. I suppose tough month for. First Miami earlier in the month now. Yeah, Superstar. Yeah, yeah. And the month before, uh, uh, one of the Bushwhackers. Yeah, man, yeah. Um, It it has been a tough month. Um, On the bright side, there appears to be a fair bit going on in the wrestling universe right now. Um, There's no easy way to segue it, but... Yeah, AEW have announced officially announced their new show. Uh, so this got announced overnight, and now I've been working all day. Uh, can you take the lead for this? Because all I've seen is the logo, and it looks a lot like the old Nitro. Yeah, it, it's a hundred percent the old Nitro logo, even down to the fact that the AEW logo for the first time ever is in red, like the Nitro logo. Like WCW's Nitro logo was, and yeah, and the way TNT is in that logo. I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but I love that fucking AEW Collision logo. But you know, if you weren't a fan of WCW, you'd just be like, that's kind of a shitty looking logo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so AEW has announced Collision, Saturday Night Collision. Not the biggest fan of the name, to be honest. Uh, so what's again air at like 10 Sunday morning? Yeah. Like, Aussie time. Yeah, perfect for me. Like, I love that. Yeah, I, yeah sure. I, I love Sunday. I love watching wrestling on the weekends. I love Sundays watching wrestling. I hate fucking pay-per-views on Mondays. But guess what? Because of AEW Collision, 
we're never getting a fucking Sunday pay-per-view in Australia ever again. Fuck. It's all it's always gonna be Mondays now. So when's this? June seventeenth. June seventeenth, so eighteenth here, I guess. Uh, what day is all in? All in's in like August. Yeah, but I was just saying what day the twenty seventh is. Uh, 27th is a Sunday. Okay. Um, I don't hate the idea of, what is it, Collision. I like the logo. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So what's the keynotes from this press release they did at the upfronts? Well, basically, the keynotes is the two-hour show. It's basically another dynamite. Um, I'm just pulling up the press release now. Um, yeah, TNT launches a second night of professional wrestling with a new temple series. Wait, AW Collision. Second night? What's that, Mike Rampage? Wow, yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go on. In only four years following the launch of AEW Dynamite, AEW's footprint has more than doubled across TNT and TBS. Oh, he launches a second night of professional wrestling. Hmm. Because Rampage is on TNT, Dynamite isn't. Oh, okay, I see. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. a little asterisk workaround there, but it's still all under Turner. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's correct. It's technically correct. The best kind of correct. Um, that's something Warwick, listener of the show, Warwick always used to say. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. Um, I don't know if that's from a show or some wrestler, but yeah, it, I've definitely heard that a number of times before. Yeah, it, I, it's... Knowing him, it's probably a Simpsons quote I don't remember. Um, in only four years, the launch of Dynamite, uh, AEW's footprint has more than doubled across TNT and TBS, along with Dynamite Friday Night's Rampage, the recent follow doc, All Access, and now AEW coll Collision. TNT and TBS delivers the best, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we're doubling down on wrestling with Collision. Uh, it's just basically saying AEW is really good. We gave them another show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is there any mention of a roster split in this press release or on no. today's episode or anything? No, no. I don't think there is going to be a roster split. I think there's going to be a soft split, you know? Like, like WWE at the moment. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a that's a semi-flaccid split. This <laughs> this will be a very flaccid split, um, because I'm looking at the poster that they released as well that has the wrestlers on it. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the poster? Uh, no. Uh, I better. Uh, I'll send it through to you on Facebook. I'll just okay. send through the entire tweet. Um. So I'm looking at the poster here. There is one, two, three, four, five, 
six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen people on it. Yeah. And on it, interestingly enough, there are one, two, three, four, five titles. So you got the AEW champion, MJF's on it. Smack bang in the middle, right next to Orange Cassidy. Oh, uh, yeah. And then up top, you got Samoa Joe with the ROH TV title, which is an interesting choice. Yep. Uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. Powerhouse Ooh. Hobbs. Thunder yeah, Rosa. Well, well, we saw Thunder Rosa in that segment last week where she knocked on Tony Khan's door. They did the exact same thing with Miro. Um, come on, guys. Be a little bit more creative. <laughs> Um, and We've only got, got two hours to fill. We need to run all these video packages hyping up the Four Pillars match now. Oh, fuck me. If you have to run video packages about a feud, it means the feud's not fucking gravitating with anyone. So, Like Brock and Cody, how they ran that ad package four times on SmackDown this past week? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, fucking horrible. Oh, just a heads up, I didn't watch Raw this week. <laughs> I was you? burnt out. Fine. I'll talk about Raw then when we get there. Uh, anything else on this poster? And then we yeah, can yeah, go through got, some Dynamite you Rampage. Got, you got Andrade, you got Miro, you got FTR, and you got the House of Black down the bottom, Ooh. including Julia Hart. So CW like, champion on a poster. The who? Buddy. Melbourne City Wrestling Champion. You got the MCW Champion, yeah, <laughs> shit. But uh, Andrade, did he return today? Now I'm looking at this poster. Uh, they did a thing on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was probably better than the Miro and Thunder Rosa thing, though. Just, like, knocking on the door. Fuck. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Carl Fletcher showing up on Dynamite and then having a match with Orange on Rampage. That was good. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm guessing because you would have just finished work, you haven't seen this week's Dynamite yet. No, I mean, I can hang up and we can uh, come back in about three hours and discuss the. Dynamite, if you want to. <laughs> well, if you think my audio's bad at the moment, we, we can record in three hours' time when I'm at the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fucking no. Bang, 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 bang. I haven't <laughs> seen this week. Oh, it'll sound just like the intermission to um, Rampage. Duh, 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 duh. This is Rampage. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, for the love of God, I hope that they pick a song that I can actually enjoy listening to through the commercial breaks. The Dynamite the, ones are not collision. too bad since they took the words out of it and it's just like an instrumental. Yeah. Rampage, they need to do the same fucking thing too, but it's still a horrible song. I mean, they need to come up with a better solution than just playing the song and keeping the same thing on screen. Hey, fucking just show highlights from last week. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. 
Put, do the fucking WWE Network thing and just have generic video packages for random wrestlers. Actually, that wouldn't be a bad spot to air something like a um, double or nothing video package. Hey, buy yeah. this on fight. You're watching on fight. Yeah, like do a fucking commercial for like Rampage. Do a commercial for the pay-per-view. Do a commercial for Collision or whatever. Like, just make the most of that time, you know? Uh, we saw FTR and Triple J get announced with Mark Briscoe being special guest, uh, guest referee for Double or Nothing for the tag titles. Put the belt on Jeff. Okay, did not expect that from you. Uh, I just think it'd be hilarious. Um, I would love it. What do you think of the open house match rules? That's it. Open house match rules for the House of Black Trio matches. Uh, oh, what? So, it's like a 20 count. And so I've got it here. It's a optional. 20 count on the outside. Any three competitors can form a trio. There are no rope breaks. Disqualifications are enforced. And the challenging team gets to pick a stipulation. Interesting. I like um, that. I do not like this Sinkara fiend cane lighting. Yeah, that too. Um, did they have a match this week and did they have the lighting? They didn't have a match. Okay. Um, but in count, I think it should be more of a thing in wrestling besides New Japan. New Japan and Ring of Honor, that's about it, yeah. Yeah, the 20 count's good. The 20 count's good. I would love to see, like, the pure title, there is a limit on rope breaks. I would love to see that just get brought into wrestling in general. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it for... But I think you could do it all the time because it'd wear it out its welcome. If you're doing it for a particular challenger, a particular champion... For their defences, much like House of Black is doing now, much like locally we saw with the um, the Rocky Monero stuff in RCW. Yeah, it yeah. has its place. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what the hell is QTV? This is just absolute shite. Oh, I don't even remember what what a, what was that on Dynamite? Rampage. Uh, no, I didn't watch that. Oh. Well, then you truly would have forgot that Mogul Embassy was a thing. Is that Swerve? and Oh, it's Swerve in the Embassy, isn't it? Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah, that, that fucking got me stumped there for a minute. Jesus. State of the main event of Rampage. Dark Who's was... he feuding with? Huh? Who's Swerve feuding with? I'll tell you in one second. So it is Dark Order's... Reynolds and Silver, along with Evil Uno on the outside, they're defeated by Swerve Strickland and Brian Cage, who have Prince Nana, Toa, and Khan on the outside. And in the like post-match, they're beating up on Dark Order. And then Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes do a walk-in. Keith didn't even jog in for the save. And then on the outside, before we cut off, we hear Nana go... Keith, you fat something, 
and then it cuts off, and that's the end of the show. So it looks oh, like man. we're still getting Keith and Swerve. But Just now it's me... with the embassy and Dustin. Do you remember that tweet Keith Lee did when Walter's name got changed to Gunther? No. I will assume you say probably. I had a tweet saying, man, I'm hearing about Walter. Uh, if what I'm hearing is true, Paul Walter. Yeah. All I'm thinking is like, both now. I mean, man, if what I'm hearing you describe is true, Keith Lee. Yeah, was not good. Uh, did you happen to catch SmackDown? I did. Okay. Uh, this brand split is dumb. It's like, like commentary's not even explaining why people are allowed to show up on other shows now or challenge. <laughs> like the second week after this supposed brand split. Who I mean, crossed over though? Roman's challenging for the tag titles. The tag titles got drafted to Raw. Yeah, but they did explain that the tag titles is for both shows. <laughs> and they explained that for the women's tag titles too. So, <laughs> which may, to me, it makes sense. It makes sense just because they don't have the fucking numbers to do it. Oh, I guess. I, uh, yeah. And I don't think Kevin and Sammy were on SmackDown. No, not physically. But uh, we get Sami Zayn going to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, well, now... Well, it depends on how much you keep up with the news, but now Saudi Arabia and Syria are in a peace agreement. So I guess that now means that Sami's allowed into Saudi Arabia. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still, you know think that maybe you should stick to your guns on it because now you kind of look a little bit more hypocritical because at one point you were using it as like a martyr thing but whatever money's good <laughs> <laughs> uh grace and on smackdown going to be hosting aj styles next week didn't they have a match on nxt they had a mini feud yeah do you it think actually... that gets brought up it actually won't be AJ Styles' first time on the Grayson Waller effect. They didn't market it as such, though. I no. just said next week, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, it's not his first time. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, depending on how Grayson gets treated in that segment, we'll have a good idea of what they think of him at the moment. Um, and I do fear that because of what AJ's up to at Saudi Arabia, the Grayson Waller's going to be Grayson fodder this this coming week. Yeah, probably. Um, let's see. Why is Baron Corbin not facing Roman for the 100th, uh, 1,000th day, or at least in the tournament, because he's the last man to pin Roman? He's not... 
Why is Baron Corbin a free agent? <laughs> Question for you. Yeah, I guess uh, also if Ali defeats Gunther, does the IC title become a free agent too? Fuck. Or does <laughs> Ali get signed to Raw? I, I would say you just sign Ali to Raw. Um, <laughs> my problem with the free agent thing, like, undrafted on both shows actually rewarding people yep when when Heath did it it was funny when Brock did it everyone just went yeah Brock's a monster he's gonna break someone's arm if they don't let him do what he wants and it's like you've got Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin and Mustafa Ali and it's just and like, Elias um, yeah it's basically yeah. Brock and a bunch of the job squad Man, that they could just do, just grab all the free agents, form Job Squad twenty twenty three. Yeah, we brought back the LWO. Why not? I mean, argue Job Squad was a more successful stable than the LWO. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Per, uh, per member, anyway. Bianca in her hometown. She's not ready for Oscar and is the cryiest on TV. Fucking hell. I mean, um, worst hometown yeah. treatment in how long? <laughs> Didn't even get a word out? Yeah, shit. Until she was uh, backstage in the trainer's room having a fit. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, quickly... We sort of glossed over it. Baron Corbin getting squashed by Cameron Grimes in like three seconds. Yeah. Fantastic. Loved it. <laughs> Best way to debut someone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how he goes this week. Now they don't it, have. It, it puts over his finish. It does. Bang. It can happen anywhere at any time. And if it hits, you're probably staying down. That's the basic summary of the story there, and I love that. Just go back to basics and fucking put over people's finishes. Oh, man. Uh, So, Raw, you didn't have to catch, did you? No, but, like, I've seen little bits here and there. Did you see Shinsuke's black and white jumpsuit, a.k.a. inspired by Black Rain? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are, oh, man. Are the women's tag titles cursed? Live out injured because of the match on SmackDown? Fucking horrible, man. Fucking horrible titles. Never should have. I think when they brought them in, they could have gotten away with just doing a fucking mid-card women's title instead. Isn't that what the SmackDown Women's Championship is? No, because it's on Raw. Oh, yeah. Isn't that what the Raw Women's Championship is? Yes. <laughs> it's 1A and 1B, isn't it? Whenever. Yeah. Oh. That's the problem with having so many world championships. You're always going to have 1A and 1B. Yep. 
Go on, go on. What I don't like about this fucking brand split is all they've really done with the women in particular is just just swapped all the women's brands. So now we've got Oscar and Bianca, but it's on Smack it's on SmackDown now instead of Raw. Now we got fucking Ronda and Shayna going after Liv and Raquel, but now it's on Raw instead of SmackDown. Like it's oh my the, god, the... not not the fucking Ronda and Liv again. Liv, just stay out injured. Let's just have Shayna and Ronda just beat the shit out of Raquel until she gives up the belts. I do not need another um, Ronda live match. Fuck me. I hope we don't have any Twitter stands that listen to this. But I saw a bunch of them going, yes, finally Liv has a real title. Talking about her women's tag team title win. I'm like, you idiots. A few months ago, she was SmackDown women's champion. Yeah, fucking stands are the, the dumbest. Stands suck. Um, um why in the world Liv was Carmen San Diego standing on a desk? <laughs> the red jacket is back, my friend. Oh! Back the jacket. Yes. Gumpa's oh, got his big red Carmen San Diego jacket back. Where in the world is the ring general? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a report this week that. It was reported by Fightful, so you got to like trust it a little bit, but still take it with a grain of salt because one of the uh, more reputable, uh, yeah. smaller news sites out there. Yes, yeah, and it said um, internally WWE lists Gunther as the top heel on Raw. Um, yeah, okay, I can't think of anyone else above him right now, but sure, yeah. And second was The Miz. Oh, fuck. Um, And third was Bronson Reed. Okay, okay, we can work on Bronson. They have the top four. Get ready for number four, baby. So what we got, we've got uh, Gunther, Miz, Bronson, and... Riddick Moss. Is Riddick Moss even on Raw anymore? Yep. Yep. Here's the thing, though. He's not a heel. <laughs> well, at least, at least the last time I saw him, he was feuding with fucking Karrion Cross in, in a feud of who has the most muscles and least talent. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so you did... Has- who has the more talented partner in the relationship? Is it Riddick Moss with Emma, or is it Scarlet, uh, Carrion with Scarlet? Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. Riddick Moss and uh, Emma were a thing. Yeah, um, so Riddick Moss is in line for a push. I saw another report that he turned heads with his main event match before Raw, and they're and Vince McMahon was really impressed and put some input in about pushing Riddick Moss. Oh, goodness. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Vince. Um, yeah. You didn't catch this Battle Royale? No. For the IC uh, number one contender? No, I did hear that fucking J.D. McDonough is 
is now officially on the main roster because he's feuding with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so, a battle royale where Dolph doesn't skin the cat. Five stars. But then Corey <laughs> says that Dolph is like Superman. One star. Fucking hell. Dolph, 2012, is like Superman? Yeah, okay, that's believable. Best money in the bank cash-in against Del Rio? Sure. Dolph, 2023, not a chance, mate. Especially when you look at what's going on with the world champ on SmackDown. Yeah, no, no, no chance to happen. Uh, Bronson got a lot of time to shine in this uh, Battle Royale. I think he was mm-hmm. uh, last eliminated and uh, Ali is going to Saudi Arabia. I mean, sure, whatever. Uh, Cody came out, said, hey, what do you want to talk about? Think about a frog and a scorpion. I'm going, oh, mate, fuck off. I watched four of your hype packages on SmackDown. I give zero fucks about this match now. I I find it really weird that it's being hyped as Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar in a fight. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, is Brock's whole issue that Cody pinned him? And it wasn't a decisive pin. So what is it going to be? A fucking fake MMA fight now? Well, at the moment, it's still just listed as a singles match. Yeah, but then Brock cut that promo and he's like, I I want another match against Cody. I don't want a match. I want to fight. And then Cody cut his promo. He's like, yeah, if you want to fight, you got to fight. What do you want to talk about? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last little uh, thing here for WWE-related stuff. Did you catch this women's tournament on NXT? No, I did not. Okay, uh, so we are up to uh, all the first round has been completed now, which saw Tiffany Stratton pin JJ Dolan. We saw Roxanne Perez pin JC Jane. We saw Lyra Valkyria pin Katana James and we saw Cora Jade pin Fallon Henley. <laughs> so I'm looking at this and I'm going, wow, I picked every single one of those matches wrong. Interesting, though. Yeah, so uh, coming out of this in your semi-final, you'll have Tiffany Stratton face Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. Uh, this being next week's NXT for anyone interested in that. And on the other half of the bracket, Lyra Valkyria? Yeah, sure, Lyra. Faces Cora Jade. Uh, So winners of that will go on to Battleground next weekend. Cora Jade never held it, has she? Roxanne Perez has. Everyone else in those semifinals has not. Although it looked for a while there like they were going to put the um, belt on trip, uh, Tiffany Stratton, so I think that's where they're going to course correct to. Is Tiffany Stratton a heel or a face? Depends who you ask, but I think she's a heel. Okay. I think whoever wins this tournament's going to be a heel. I know Cora Jade's a heel. Mm. So she could be someone... She She's someone that has a lot of buzz about her. Yeah. And has a good online following. But then Tiffany Stratton has that. She has the machine behind her, let's be real. 
she has her servant, je ne sais quoi. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> Ooh wee. Uh, um, oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now you. Yeah, you're catching what I'm throwing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, WWE this week was all right. The brand split, just take a shot every time that's mentioned. Did you catch any of Ring of Honor this past week? Uh, no, what's going on over at Ring of Honor? I honestly haven't watched in a little while, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I'm feeling like Ring of Honor's got the best three-man booth in the industry with Ian Riccoboni, Caprice Coleman, and Nigel McGuinness. Yes, yes. Well, Nigel's fucking fantastic. We all know that. Yeah. How they ever let him go from WWE and kept, was it Vic Joseph and Booker T? I'll never know. Um, yeah. I noted on here, like, how... Like every wrestling show has uh, the something Tron. I notice we've dubbed the Impact One the Dixie Tron or the Carter Tron. Yes. Uh, Ian actually mentions and calls it the Kerry Tron as a nod to Ring of Honor Hall of Famer Kerry Silken. Yes. Yes. I could have called it the Silk Screen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it sounded a little too close to what uh, Goldust's early gimmick was. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, Are you familiar with the Renegade Twins? Yeah, somewhat, somewhat, yeah. Do you think I they think... could be potential blue chippers for the future of Ring of Honor or AEW? thousand percent, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential with those girls. I actually remember... Yeah? Them ...having a match on the Raw after Mania. Wow. Yes, they were brought in as uh, jabronis, to say the least. No, this isn't. Who... This isn't the one that um, the iconics faced. Isn't it? No, no, they faced they faced um, Statlander and someone. I'm pretty sure. It was the Brooklyn Bells? No, the Renegade Twins had a match on Raw. I can't remember. It wasn't against the Iconics. Yeah, that was the Brooklyn Bells mm. because that was Statlander. But yeah, I, I've seen the Renegade Twins on Raw before. Hang on, let me just <laughs> let me just double check this. Uh, there was a really good match this week of AR Fox and Anthony Henry that was way better than had any right to deserve to be on a 10-minute Ring of Honor match spot. Yeah. Uh, as Alex has a has a quick look here. Maybe I was just thinking of the Brooklyn Bells because the, the, I just Google searched the Renegade Twins. I'm thinking of different people, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's no, all right. I don't, I don't think I've seen these people before. I they mean, they, they have done a bit on Dark and um, Elevation. I don't think okay, they've been on yeah, AEW they're not, TV. Then I definitely haven't seen them before. <laughs> um, they were in NWA, I think, as well. That's where the names are familiar. Because I was like, where have I heard Robin Renegade before? Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. NWA, of course. Eddie Kingston returned this week to uh, sort of fight off Shane Taylor 
and the work horseman and we don't really get much of an explanation because it just cuts to a video for the next match so i guess that'll be explained this week mm. they're teasing more dark order dissension but this time it's with the righteous get in <laughs> honestly just kill the group or rebuild it stop the constant dissension with the dark order <laughs> oh man yeah yep um, so we had we had the first dissension when the minions were coming in then after the death of Brody Lee, then <laughs> with Hangman, then around um, uh, Angel's leaving, then when uh, Preston Vance left, and now they're teasing that Stu Grayson might join <laughs> the Righteous, even though he's only come back to the company. Unreal. Yeah. <sighs> Do, yeah, Dark Order deserves a lot more, but just kill it and just bring it back when Brody Jr.'s 18. Uh, main event was Athena versus Sky Blue. Uh, Athena is 22 <coughs> and 0 in Ring of Honor while on her 152nd day of the reign before the match. Uh, it was a really good match. Uh, Sky Blue's first Ring of Honor loss. Uh, in the post match, they go for the Code of Honor, and Athena is sort of holding up Sky Blue's hand. But it's a swerve, bro, and uh, attacks her to go off the air. Of course. <laughs> uh, did you happen to catch Impact? Getting excited for those Wagga shows and those ticket prices? Um, oh, man. Uh, 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 I should probably start watching a bit of Impact just in case I randomly decide to go to Wagga. I doubt I will. Front row. Wagga, down under, Friday night, $121 plus booking. Oh, man. Uh, what's the cheapest one here? General admission. Uh, general admission, standing area, $29 plus booking. I I hate sitting down for long periods of time anyway. Like, when we record the podcast, I'm, like, fucking walking around <laughs> most of the time because I can't sit still. So I know. Stand, standing area, like, probably worked for me. <laughs> uh, so, Impact this past week, I mean, it's not too badly priced, like, all things considered. I mean... Yeah. Uh, like, even your last, your last row of seats is 45 bucks your second last row of seats is 80 bucks <laughs> so I the seating is a, the prices are pretty comparable to like an indie show yeah yeah like it's it's not too bad and most of the front row does seem to be sold out at least uh but still plenty of other tickets around <laughs> yeah um so this week i like impact i don't get to talk about it much they're still great with the Paul Heyman approach of things of hide the negatives, accentuate the positives. Well, to most things. Oh God. Sw I've got uh, a critique coming on here. <laughs> Johnny Swinger is still good comedy. Uh, him yes. and uh, was it Ziggy Dice? I think is his tag team partner. Ziggy Dice. Yeah. 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 So they're backstage being interviewed at, um, 
Django's whiteboard and uh, one of them goes, oh, where were you? We're going to have to look into this. And he, like, Dice goes, oh, wellness policy. I'm going to need some urine, please, Swinger. I'm not clean. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Fucking hell. Uh, have to you be fair, wellness policy and impact has never been two words associated. <laughs> no. Look at Steiner. Um, I mean, I was going to say fucking Victory Road. Come on now. Uh, uh, that That is going to become the new screw job moment for wrestling fans, isn't it? Like of our generation or the next I mean, generation. Yeah, yeah, t- to an extent, except it's not as interesting because there isn't legitimate hatred behind it. <laughs> um, I don't know, I sting. I agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but you got to remember, who did Jeff Hardy work with as soon as he debuted in AEW? It's Sting! Yeah, like, so obviously there mustn't be too much heat. Um, but, um, oh my god, Tinas is trying to lick my mouth. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen any of these Frankie Kazarian sit-down interviews they've been doing for Impact? They're also putting them for free on their YouTube. I'm going to watch that when we finish recording. Uh, explain to me what's going on here. So they're doing a career sit-down with Frankie Kazarian. Like, part one was him beginning... Uh, his career then part two was like sort of the bulk of his career with impact and then ring of honor and leaving and then coming back and this past week was why he came back yeah so there's three parts uh this was the third part that aired uh it's really good and it's saying that impact does a lot better especially than wwe their sit down interviews they have for a long time in my opinion yeah for sure for sure um do you think we're finally going to get a Frankie Kazarian main event run? I main hope title so. Run? I hope so. I mean... It's better than what? the current world champ. He's all right, man. He's all right. Macklin. Um, yeah, Steve speaking of all right. But, but, like, Kazarian's got a good look physically. He can work. He can yep. talk. Yep. Why wouldn't you do something with that? And he's probably like, like the most experienced guy they have on their active roster. So yeah. you can use him as a world champion to put the young guys over in a sense of like, oh, for instance, fucking Mike Bailey. He goes the distance with Kazarian and Kazarian fucking pulls it out. Kazarian has all the ability to put over someone while they lose. So Kazarian would be a great world champion in that aspect where, like, he can beat people for the title but still make them look like a million bucks. So fucking put the belt on him. Uh, Speaking Uh, of... I respect uh, Steve Macklin, though. I know you don't like him. (laughs) Speaking of the world title, do you happen to know when the last time Rhino was world champ? As he was the challenger okay. to Macklin tonight. Oh fuck! Um, I'm gonna. My TNA knowledge isn't as great when you start talking about like 
pre like 07. So I'm going to say like 05. Wow. Yep. 2005 NWA world champ in TNA. Yeah, I was going to say it's either 05 or 06 because he was in WWE in 04. Uh, <laughs> your boy, Brian Myers, getting his own uh, young boys in the good hands. Right. So he's going to start uh, training them. Uh, Jason Hodge and John Schuyler to, uh, I guess, be his young boys, his uh, edgeheads to him, if you will. Yeah, good, good. Um. Is Brian Myers getting semi-regular TV time? Yeah, yeah. He got, he got, I think, two or three segments this past week. There was one there where he was talking to Moose, and Moose was like, you need to be more focused on us. And he's like, no, nah, and talking to his um his young boys to good hands. I am going to read out this post-match to Macklin and... Was it Macklin and Rhino? So Macklin defeats Rhino. Otherwise, you won't believe me. Macklin beats Rhinos up with chairs. During the ad break, Rhino's taken out to an ambulance. Out by the ambulance is Scott Demore. He tells Macklin that the match at Under Siege will be Macklin versus PCO in no DQ. And Macklin says, fine, but I'm not finished with Rhino. He opens the ambulance, out jumps PCO. They brawl. Macklin escapes back into the arena and PCO yells. What does he yell? Macklin. Oh my god. That's that's amazing. I'm gonna search that up. Oh uh, yeah, it, it was good. Um, Coincidentally, yeah. In my viewing of '98, fucking this, I guess they were struggling to find like undercard tag teams for for the Legion of Doom to wrestle because mm-hmm. like the New Age Outlaws are having their feud with like uh, Mankind and Kane, where I'm up to. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so they brought in this new tag team called. The amazing French Canadians, Pierre, Carl, Ouellette, and Jacques Rougeau. Ooh, Jacques Rougeau. Jacques Rougeau, yes. The guy that trained Kevin Owens, who Kevin Owens says is the biggest mistake he ever made in his wrestling career. What? (laughs) What happened there? Uh, Because... Jacques Rougeau wanted 70% of all of Kevin Owens' earnings for the first 10 years of his career. Okay, okay. Well, that, that's fair, Kevin. That's fair. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, all I've ever heard about Jacques Rougeau was nice things. Oh, okay, that checks out. Yeah. Um, main event time. We get the women main eventing impact two weeks in a row as the coven... Taylor Wilde and Kylan King are defending their Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships against Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo, uh, who are both facing off against each other at Resurgence. Is it Resurgence? No, it is uh, Under Siege is the Impact pay-per-view. Resurgence is the New Japan one this week. <clears throat> I swear to God, Impact have had a pay-per-view called Resurgence. <laughs> yeah, it, it would fit them. Uh, so laying the match, Grace bumps into Deanna on the apron uh, accidentally. 
and the Coven uh, do a two-on-one here, pinning Grace to retain. And in the post-match, when the Coven are beating down on Grace, Trinity comes out for the save and dances as we go off the air. Nothing puts over <laughs> your heels more than I'm coming out to dance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it worked for yeah. Jeff Hardy when he uh, when he came in. I mean, yeah. yeah I Hang mean, on, Carlito Matt. I'm did, just going to do my dance. Carlito did like a little bit of a Jeff Hardy thing when he runs out and just stops for a second, looks around, and then keeps running. Yeah, that one was earned. It wasn't in some arena done up to look like the Impact Zone somewhere in America. Yes. Another thing of impact, stop making every arena look like the impact zone. So they're not in the impact zone. No, this one was out of Chicago. I saw footage of Trinity's debut and I was like, oh, okay, she's in the impact zone. (laughs) Oh, you actually went back and looked at it. No, 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 they're they're somewhere in Chicago. I don't know where. Oh, that's why I fucking... All those photos came out of Sam Punk backstage at Impact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so he didn't go to fucking Nashville. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I suppose uh last little thing we gotta to touch on here. Resurgence this weekend coming to you from New Japan Strong. So it is a pay-per-view. I put a, a really fucking good Fred Rosser promo. Huh? I just saw on Twitter a really fucking good Fred Rosser promo about Juice Robinson. Yeah, for their for their street fight. That should be interesting. Yeah. like I can't wait to see that amazing. in a month's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The promo was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, one of the best lines from the promo was, you're going to be leaving with three boots on after resurgence. You're going to have two on your feet and one in your ass, boy. Uh, okay, I'll read the card out here to you and you can tell me your interest level. Two pre-show matches as we see Bateman taking on the DKC. Okay. No. And, <laughs> and in your main event of the pre-show, at least how New Japan normally lists off their match cards in order, Alex Coughlin will take off, take on Christopher Daniels. Alex Coughlin's looking like fucking Magnum P.I. these days, isn't he? He's that one, right? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Give me a moment. Uh, we'll have a look here. Coughlin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, him. yeah. All right, good. Push him to the moon. <laughs> enough mustaches in wrestling in 2023. Yeah, the few that were around a few years ago, a lot of them got a uh, future endeavoured for obvious reasons. Yes, uh, exactly. Let's have some positive moustaches in wrestling. So uh, the semi-finals for the Women's Strong Championship uh, kick off the show proper. That'll see Mercedes Monet of uh, representing New Japan taking on Stephanie Valkyra uh, representing CMLL. Okay. I'm not familiar with uh, Mercedes' opponent there. I thought you were about to say, I'm not familiar with Mercedes' name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, match number four of the evening, we'll see Como Kogo uh, of uh, 
Stardom taking on Willow of AEW. <laughs> That'll be all right, I'm sure. I don't really know the Stardom wrestler, but I mean, they don't really produce bad wrestlers, so. Very true. Uh, a match here of Baronado Cave. Dave Navarro? Dave Navarro? <laughs> I wish. No, Cave Navarro as a last name or one word. Versus right. and Cave Navarro and Virus versus Tam DK's Bad Dude Tito and Zack Sabre Jr. with Vegeta in their corner. Dave Navarro versus Vegeta? What? <laughs> <laughs> Smart that's that's a fucking dream match. No, um, whatever I'm happened gonna... to Jane's addiction? So fucking good. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking good, and yeah, just I guess uh, Carmen Electra had Dave Navarro distracted for a little while, <laughs> and as she would, as she would, um busy just being the host of like Ink Masters or whatever that show is called. It's actually yeah. pretty good though. Former yeah. host. Oh, is he the former host now? Yeah, one of the judges had allegations come out so much like MasterChef all three of them left. Okay, fair enough. Except the MasterChef one decided not to pay his staff and then cried poor when everyone boycotted his restaurants. Anyway, point is Pay your fucking workers in hospitality, you prick. Anywho. Exactly. Did you ever uh, see the episode of Ink Masters with Jeff Hardy on it? I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Because we probably talked about it because I went through a phase like last year or the year before where I was just like randomly watching Ink Masters segments yeah. on YouTube. Hang on. I can actually look at this while we're here. Uh, podcasts. Master, episode 134 What's of the Wrestling All-Star. Uh, <laughs> give me a second. I can have a look at the um, uh, rough date on it, if I remember how to on this computer. Uh, there. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, May 2000, 2021. Fuck, it's been that long since I was watching it. Shit. Um, yeah, the pandemic, weird time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my new thing now is I'm I've been watching a lot of porn stars. Oh, on okay. YouTube. I'll just cut that. Second yeah, yeah. Half so, so my new thing is I just watch heaps of porn. <laughs> Gee, we're lucky we're recording this before Eliza gets home. <laughs> no, no, she, she, she um was like watching me. Oh, she was like playing the PlayStation, and I was like sitting on the couch watching, watching it on my phone. And she goes, "Oh, what are you watching?" I'm like, "Porn." <laughs> She's like, "What? What do you mean?" I was like, "Watching porn." And then I show her a fucking old mate Chum Lee from Porn Stars, and she's like, "Ah, oh, right, porn." I was like, "You, you want to watch some porn with me? Want me to put the porn on the telly?" <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, match number six here. Fred Rosser versus Juice Robinson in a street fight. Fuck yeah. Okay. Match seven, Hikalelu versus 
Kenta for the strong openweight championship. Do you know who the champion is going into this match? I'm guessing Kenta. Yo. What? Hikalelu. When did he win that? <laughs> that is a good question. I shall uh, check that for you. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, May 3rd at Wrestling Dontaku. Yeah, it was only at the start of this month, about two weeks ago. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Six-man tag team match of Chaos, Kazuchika Okada, Rocky Romero, and Tomohiro Ishii taking on, you'll like this, Alex, the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Willa Yuta, and Shoto Umino. Fuck yeah, I do. More, more tag team matches of Moxley and Shooter, please. Do a gimmick where... Um, have fucking Yuta and Mox turn on Sh- Shooter. Well, like they sort of did with Yuta to get Yuta into the Blackpool Combat Club? Or just full-on turn on him? Just full-on turn on him. Because... Shooter's meant to be the next big baby face. That's what they're building him up for, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true too. And yeah. Blackpool Combat Club's all heels, yeah. Yeah, so I think they're probably going to turn on Shooter at some point. Yeah. Maybe uh, not immediately. Where are we next? Uh, Co-main event of the evening will be the tournament semifinals match to determine the number one contender for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Winner will face Lance Archer in the finals at Dominion. Wow. wow, what a what a match title. It'll be Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay. Fuck yeah. Uh, Lance Archer defeating Fred Rosser in the opening round match of uh, his side of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Ospreay wins this. Ospreay and Archer. Ospreay wins. And then is this the match at Forbidden Door? Number one contendership for Omega's US title, Forbidden Door. I think. Mm. Uh, I think it's yeah. Forbidden Door. Or is it for All Out? Or All In? Fuck, I don't know anymore. No, it wouldn't be for that. Although that would be a big match for Osprey. Osprey Omega 2, Wembley. Osprey wins the title back. I mean, that's not a bad shout for a main event for it either. And uh, match number 10, your advertised main event here, at least on paper at the moment, will be the final for the inaugural Strong Women's Championship. Winner of most, uh, Mercedes Monet versus Stephanie Valkyra will take on the winner of Como Congo versus Willow Nightingale. Okay. I'm pretty sure Mercedes walks away with that. They build her up as their US champion for a while. I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, anything else 
we need to touch on, man. Um, rest in peace, superstar. Yes, rest in peace to the superstar Bill Graham. Um, one of the first, like he's in that group of people of the first people to use entrance music too when he came out to Superstar from uh, Jesus Christ Superstar the musical. Was that uh, always his theme? Yeah. Superstar. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, quick time warp. Quick time warp. Yeah. Okay. I just got to pull up what I've been saying in this group chat. Oh, so. So I said here, hey guys, oh, I'm, I'm Brian would have been 80 in three weeks. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. I suppose, um, I suppose the, uh, the positive thing on that is he's no longer in pain. Exactly. It was on life support, so. Yeah. But talk um, on, Alex. Yeah, oh my God, you're making me fucking transition from the death of a legend to, hey guys, I'm up to Val Venus's penis getting chopped off. Well, I mean, this is the death of the podcast, so. <laughs> Fuck it, Al. Um, I tried. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, up to that whole feud, we'd sort of discussed it the other week. Who's really the baby face there? The guy who's fucking another man's wife or the guy who got cheated on? <laughs> I mean, every fucking man says, if I ever see someone fuck my missus, I'll cut his dick off. This guy tried it. This guy actually did it. Maybe he's the real baby face. Um, but yes, as discussed in a previous episode, the reason why his penis didn't get chopped off was because when his penis hit the chopping block, it was a cold chopping block, and his penis was saved by shrinkage. Yeah, shrinkage. I mean, shrinkage, it is coming shrinkage. into winter. Let's go shrinkage. Um, uh, I've watched an episode of Raw where they had the most insanely stacked main event ever. Like, yeah. at that point, anyway, it was a tag title fatal four-way match. It was Owen Hart and The Rock versus the New Age Outlaws versus yeah. Mankind and Kane. Mankind and Kane, okay, yeah. And the champions. <laughs> Have a guess who the champs were. No idea. Uh, Stone Cold? Yep. Shamrock? I see champ. The, the Undertaker. So, so it was Owen Hart, The Rock, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, Mankind, Kane, Stone Cold, and The Undertaker. That is a fucking stacked main event. Just putting that out there. All legitimate Hall of Famers, especially if there wasn't outside issues in the world. Um, they definitely are all deserving Hall of Famers. Six of them actually are. So who did you say it was again? And I'll list off if they're in the Hall of Fame. All right, Undertaker. Uh, yes. yes. Stone Cold. 
Yes. Kane. Yes. Mankind. Yes. Billy Gunn. Yes. Road Dog. Yes. The Rock. Should be. Should be. Like guaranteed to be. Yeah, one day. And and Owen Hart. Doesn't need to be in the Hall of Fame to be considered a Hall of Fame. Let's no. Just, let's just say that. Yeah. Um, uh, like, Warwick replied to me saying that main event. He goes, oh, eight Hall of Famers, and then I just had that discussion with you <laughs> just then. Uh, and then I said, oh, never mind. Ken Shamrock just randomly ran down and snapped Owen Hart's ankle. <laughs> Another Hall so, of Famer from Impact. Yep, yep, there you go. And now D'Lo Brown is replacing Owen, so that means every single title in the WWF right now is being represented in this four-way match because at the time, Stone Cold's the world champ and tag champs with Taker. The IC champ is The Rock, and D'Lo Brown has had just won the European title because he is now wearing a chest protector, by the way, guys. We're getting the real D'Lo Brown. Um, so, yeah, that's some good shit. Um, the Hawk is a drug addict storyline is in full swing, so that's a bit rough to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I also sent this message to the boys. Hey, you guys know that segment that they always play to show how edgy the Attitude Era was, where Triple H signals to the crowd for a woman in the crowd to get her tits out? You know what I'm talking about, Chris. Yeah. I mean, no. Seen. I mean, yeah, maybe. Well, we've all seen that <laughs> clip a million times because they love yes. to use it as as an example of look at how edgy we used to be. Um, what you rarely see in that clip or hear in that clip, because it's usually dubbed over, is Jerry Lawler's commentary of it. Oh, God. So here we go. The views of ah! Jerry Lawler do not reflect the views of Wrestling All-Star. Go ahead. I think we lost Alex. Yeah, we might have. Yeah. Hey, you. You there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Uh, okay, cool. Jerry Lawler commentary. Carry ah! Ah! of it. Uh, Repeatedly screaming, breasts! Breasts! Big breasts! Uh, God, Jerry. Amazing. Um... That's like my main takeaways of it all. Um, oh, quickly in the wrestling Ooh. news. Uh, yeah. Lost me again. No, no, you're there. Quickly, wrestling news. 
Yeah, uh, Bobby Roode went in for his second neck fusion in six months. Oh, poor fella. He's forty-seven. You got to assume that. Oh, that might be that might be it for Bobby Roode. How many did Austin have before he hung up in oh three oh two? Whenever it was when he first retired. I think the problem wasn't the amount of neck fusions he had. It was the amount of neck fusions he didn't have because he just decided to work through a lot. Hmm. That was that might have been Austin's big issue. Who <laughs> else has had neck neck fusion notably? Oh man, Kurt Angle. That's a big one. Yeah, how many did Kurt have then? Roughly. Oh, yeah. He had I think he said he had like half a dozen at least. Um, okay. Um, well, how old's Kurt now? I'm going to guess 55. And now I'm going to fact check it. This is just a little game for me. <laughs> um, 54. 54. I was and close. how old did you say Bobby Roode was? 47. Uh, 54 minus but, when did Angle retire? But you also got to look at the fact that this isn't just a second neck fusion. This is a second neck fusion in six months. He has one in he had one in November. Has he wrestled since then? No. Hmm. That that's where you just got to be like, oh shit. Um, there's also a rumor floating around that Randy Orton's done, but that has not been confirmed yet. Yeah, um, I, I've seen that. Like the same thing about Alexa Bliss that she apparently wants out of her contract, and that's why she's not coming back. But I haven't seen it reported by anyone credible. Yeah. I- yeah, well, that's a bit different from what I saw about Randy, where he's reportedly been told by his doctors that he shouldn't wrestle again. Ooh. Um, if that's the case, I mean, I don't think there's anything... Like, if he has to retire tomorrow, I, I don't think there's anything left that he that feels unfinished for him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> like, as a career. Like, we've done everything we we can do with Randy Orton. It's a yeah. shame that he gets forced to end his career, but I feel like it's not a situation with Edge, like, where it was like, oh, we feel like we lost some prime years with Edge. With Randy Orton, he was winding down anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can't can't think of um, anything that Randy really hasn't done. His main event, WrestleMania, world champion, tag team champion, like Triple Crown, Grand Slam. He's done everything. I mean... Money the, in the bank is the only thing I can't think of him doing. No, he, he, he did that. He cashed in and won the title. Oh, that's right on Daniel Bryan. Triple H bruising, yeah. Yeah, he's done it, man. He's done a lot. (laughs) Um, So, like, the only thing in, like, 
the current WWE roster without, like, saying, like, I'll oh, bring in Kenny Omega or some shit like that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, sure, that would be a fucking dream match. But um, the only thing I just feel like we could be missing is, like, one last Cody versus Randy feud. Like That's this, what I like. If hey? Cody had won the title at WrestleMania on Earth B, where they're enjoying that wonderful, wonderful time, like your yeah. bastards, uh, that would have been a great opponent for Cody coming into SummerSlam because you can play off the, the legacy storyline. Uh, you, you would almost just be like, fuck, Randy, have it. If it was good enough, and it probably would be, just because of both men's storytelling abilities, you'd just be like, fuck it, Randy Orton, have a fucking 15th title reign. Yeah, Ty... For a month or two. Triple H? I I think he's currently tied with Triple H. Who's on 15, then? No one. Uh, Hang on, I'm going to have a look at this. And then we're going to finish up, I think. But yeah... I can't think of anything else for Randy to do. He's done it all. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's nothing really that comes straight to mind for him to do. Um, yeah, it says Randy Orton and Triple H both have 14 world title reigns at least recognised by WWE. The only one above them is Ric Flair and John Cena. Now I'm mm. 16. Of course, Flair's differs between 16 and 21, depending on how you count his NWA WCW titles. But uh, Or you could be that intern at WWE and all of a sudden give Ric Flair a 17th title reign. Remember Fuck, the week yeah. that did that on his time, Tron? Yep. <laughs> um, well, technically, if you ask Ric Flair, it was 21 world titles, but yeah, a lot of them don't count. <laughs> Disputed yeah. ranks, brother. Yeah, but they also count, like, they count Tatsumi Fujinami as a former world champion, but if they do count Tatsumi Fujinami as a former world champion, that means that Ric Flair is officially a 17-time world champion. Because him losing the belt to Fujinami and then winning it back was um, one of the title reigns they haven't counted in the past. Yeah. But then they inducted Fujinami in the Hall of Fame and called him a former world champion. The same so as Inoki. Yeah, I think Inoki, it might be Inoki that I'm thinking of then. Or it could be both, actually. I think he's done it. He's dropped it to both of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's fucking way off topic. Um, yeah. Anyway, find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook. Wrestling Style. you can find Chris at. At, I am Chris Hunter. <laughs> um, Come tell me why Randy Orton should go on excursion to New Japan and leave WWE. Randy Orton versus Okada is a fucking dream match because they're both built the exact same. 
they have the same style as they'd be so perfect. They're just Okada's just begging for a heel Randy Orton. Oh, then instead we'd get Randy Orton versus Evil. But instead, Yoda Suji with long hair. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. The, um, the, the newest member of LIJ, Yoda Suji. Jesus. Anyhow. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I bet you're shocked I even knew that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no time to talk about Super Juniors. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, you can go back, listen to the Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in or using the link below for, uh, for any podcast, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. I'm just thinking about fucking shrinkage, man. I just can't, can't get it out of my head. Fucking shrinkage, dude. Nothing at all. 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 Oh, and there was an episode of fucking Porn Stars with Mick Foley on it. <laughs> Is this where he tries to uh, authenticate his um, version one tie-dye? Yes. <laughs> Uh, good old Mick. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.
try if Bruno does not come out first. We'll try to get an interview with Graham. And here you hear the roar of the crowd for superstar Billy Graham. Bruno doing a bit of a waiting game in his own right. 